0: Oh, boy, here come all of the posts of Judge uh, posing with other people's weapons in Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, he was not issued an, an M-16 or an M-4. Just so everybody's crystal clear about that. I'm not denigrating his service. I'm just pointing out the absurdity of Politico making him out to be some combat veteran. Uh, he, he wasn't. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with working outside of the, the combat elements. It's just that, unfortunately, the politics of the entire thing was taken over. And he was painted as some PTSD, traumatized um, combat veteran in Afghanistan. That's just not what happened. And he did volunteer to go while he was mayor, which means he should have resigned as mayor and then went to Afghanistan if he really wanted to, to uh, boost his his military career, which or his political career, which is totally fine. Everybody would have understood that. Uh, so anyway, uh, the Taliban, just a, a friendly reminder that one of the Gitmo Five, that were released in uh, 2014 actually planned Tal- the Taliban's return and was a mastermind behind, uh, apparently, the the capture of Kabul. And this was one of them that we released to get Bo Bergdahl back under the Obama administration. So I, I seem to recall a radio host named whose who's name rhymed with Casey telling you all that they were going to be back on the battlefield and we are going to face them again. I, I seem to recall that happening. Way back in, in the day. Just in case you missed that angle, one of the Gitmo five, those are the Taliban that we traded for for trader, Bo Bergdahl, to get him back. And he is a trader and has now been confirmed. Um, we released them, gave them back to the Taliban. One of them is like one of the cheap uh chief uh operating uh people in the the Taliban to take over Kabul uh this past weekend. So just so you know. Oh, speaking of the Taliban, Ilhan Omar might face criminal charges for evading her financial disclosures. This story has been brewing for a little bit, too. We've we've obviously talked about her various legal issues, uh, but quietly under the radar over the past several weeks were reports that Ilhan Omar was refusing to cooperate with this probe. And as a result of refusing to operate with this probe, watchdog groups filed some some complaints about it, and it's just continued to escalate. And as look, this is real simple, and, and I know that most people kind of understand that. If it is legal for you to do so, and you're not in the process of something else like an audit or anything of that nature, if it is legal for you to do so, and there is a question about your, your finances being legitimately obtained or pushing funds to somebody legitimately versus illegitimately, and you can prove your innocence. Most people prove their innocence. Now, sometimes there's a court case pending. You're waiting for that before releasing stuff and and that sort of thing. But if you are able to do so, to clear your name, most people do that. That has not happened. Ilhan Omar has continued to hide this. So, multiple watchdog groups said that Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar may have violated federal law for failing to mention any income received from her critically acclaimed 2020 memoir in her latest financial disclosure report that was filed on Friday. Omar reportedly signed a deal worth up to 250 grand for her memoir. Weird to sign a deal for a quarter of a million dollars when you're an anti-capitalist. Huh. Oh, another member of the squad collected rent while, while blasting during the pandemic, while blasting landlords for wanting rent during the pandemic. But she collected rent. She was okay with doing that. Uh, this is what America looks like in January 2019, around the same time that she was sworn into Congress. Omar's communications director said the House Ethics Committee approved the book deal, but the Democratic lawmakers financial disclosures covering the calendar years 2018 to 20, in 2019 contain no mention of the book or any advance income received upon signing the deal. Now, again, Ilhan Omar has had issues with financial disclosures in the past already. So this is a, this is a repeat offense, if you will. So the book was published in May of 2020. I uh, got great reviews, apparently sold well. The Atlantic dubbed it one of the best political books of the year. Uh, numerous high-profile Democrats, including Speaker Pelosi, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, and et cetera. They all praised the book. However, Omar made no reference to her book or any royalties in her latest financial disclosure, which was filed on Friday, which covers the 2020 calendar year. So here's what we have. When the book deal was signed, she didn't declare any any income for getting the book deal. She didn't declare any advance from getting the book deal. And now in 2020, now that the book has been out and got rave reviews, came out in May, she's not telling anybody that she earned any money off of it. So where is the money going? She's required to declare the income, and if she got an advance in the 2018-2019 process, if she got an advance, she had to declare that income. She didn't. The book comes out in May of 2020. Her financial disclosure that she filed on Friday has no income from the book. She's making money from it. She didn't, she didn't write the book. I know she's a communist, but she didn't write the book for free. Again, the deal is reportedly worth a quarter of a million dollars. So where's the money? What's, what's going on with that? That's the question that people are starting to ask. It's a legitimate question. Is she hiding the money? Keep in mind, she has a history of manipulating her financial disclosures, and she's been caught. Now, some of that stuff, generally speaking, this is minor crime stuff or ethics violations and things of that nature, and what they do is they, just, they allow you to go back and revise your, your stuff. But this is a pattern of behavior with her. That's the issue. Uh, Let's see. National Legal and Policy Center said that Omar could be in violation of federal disclosure rules by omitting any reference to her book in her disclosures. Friendly reminder, leftists are furious when people on the right do not declare their income. They want him impeached. They want him thrown in jail. This is a big deal during the Trump administration, too. They thought that he wasn't declaring income that he was getting. That ended up not being true, but they wanted him impeached because of it. It's okay if they do it. It appears that she has violated the financial disclosure rules by not reporting the proceeds from her book deal, which she has to do because it's considered income. Now, that is according to Paul uh, Kamenar to the Daily Caller uh, News Foundation. We'll be looking into filing a complaint with the House, Eth- House Ethics Committee. Omar's omission of any mention of her book deal in her 2018-2019 financial disclosures are the subject of another complaint from a second watchdog group, the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust, which is known as FACT, uh, which sought the Office of Congressional Ethics investigation into whether the, the Democratic lawmaker failed to properly disclose assets in violation of federal law in September of 2020. So, she gets the book deal in 2018, doesn't declare any income from it. 2019- doesn't declare any income from it. Okay, they didn't give me an advance and the book didn't come out in 2019, so there's no income from it. All right, fine. Nobody believes that. Uh, Then you find out the book comes out, obviously, in 2020. And at the end of 2020, she didn't make any money from the book that sold, sold really well. So she didn't make any money from getting the book deal. She didn't get an advance from the book deal. And she didn't make any money from the book coming out and the sales from the book. According to her financial disclosures, That's what she's alleging. She's alleging she didn't make any money from this book deal. Right. Nobody believes that. So this is still being investigated. Uh, They have filed complaints. But we already know what's going to happen with this. This will get swept under the rug. Nobody will care. Pelosi doesn't care. And not much is going to happen from it. But if a Republican did it, it would be an impeachable offense and they need to have the entire the entire uh, legal code thrown at them. It, no matter how remote the law might be, you have to throw everything at them because they're crooked and they're corrupt. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. I'm so glad uh, we had um we had somebody post this on the Discord server during the break here. I, I saw this from Rahe- uh, Raheem Raheem Kasam earlier, and. I didn't get a chance to read the entire article. I saw the title of it and wanted to, to take a look at it. But somebody posted it and said, you know, this is relevant, too. And it is. And so this is an exclusive with Raheem Kassam, who's fantastic, by the way. And it got published over at the National po- uh, Pulse. I think it got published a couple of other places. But this is an exclusive story. Joe Biden's State Department halt- halted a Trump-era crisis response plan aimed at avoiding a Benghazi-style evacuation just months before the Taliban takeover. The Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau, which was designed to handle medical, diplomatic, and logistical support concerning Americans overseas, was paused by Anthony Blinken's State Department earlier this year. Um, I The assessment of Blinken that Tucker Carlson has is the most accurate assessment of another human being I think that I have ever seen. And he's used various creative words to describe Blinken they're all correct. Notification was officially signed just months before the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. Uh, Raheem Kassam has the documents. Sensitive but unclassified, an official state report document from the or State Department document from the Biden State Department begins before outlining the following move to quash the Trump era funding for the new bureau. And I'm sure that there will be some very interesting fact checks on this in the next coming days if the media chooses to acknowledge it at all the document is from the desk of Deputy Secretary of State Brian McKeon uh, be- uh, confirmed in March by the United States Senate the document is dated June 11th 2021 the National Pulse understands the decision to pause the program may have come as early as February both undermining the original Trump era date for the withdrawal of troops in Afghanistan and certainly giving the Taliban time to threaten American assets and lives on the run up to the, the uh, September 11th date of withdrawal that Biden originally wanted before he changed it to August 31st. So the subject line reads SBU Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau, and it also the document says that you direct the discontinuation of the establishment and termination of the Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau, and direct a direct further review. Uh, associated with the department requirements, capabilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, it, it goes on, but this is, there was something that I I forgot to mention yesterday. I posted it on my Telegram. By the way, follow me on Telegram at Casey, the host. Everybody keeps telling me, Casey, move away from, from Facebook. Well, I, I would love to, but you've got to follow me elsewhere. And right now you're not. You all follow me on Facebook. You don't follow me elsewhere. So Telegram at Casey, the host. Um, another thing that happened is when Biden was giving his speech, and we'll take phone calls right after this. When Biden was giving his speech, he was saying that the Afghanistan military had an air force. Well, technically they do, but they, they don't. You know, part of getting rid of this plan meant that they were denying maintenance crews that were maintaining the aircraft for the Afghan, Afghanistan military. They denied them access to the country. And I meant to mention this yesterday, but I posted about it on, on Telegram. And when Biden is telling you that the Afghanistan military had an air force, they don't most of their aircraft are grounded because they haven't been maintained because Biden hasn't allowed maintenance crews to go into the country and operate on those aircraft, and the Afghans haven't been properly trained in how to do that. I got news for you. It takes a long time to learn how to properly do that stuff. So it's not something that, now, a lot of you could say, well, we've been there a long time. That's true, okay? But the Afghans are a Stone Age society that are trying to come into the modern era. So maintenance crews with expertise are required to basically oversee all of that. And because that wasn't allowed, that Air Force was grounded and they had no close air support. We had heard reports that we were sending aircraft there for close air support. That just never actually happened. They didn't actually provide any air support. So thank you for posting that. I saw it uh, a little bit earlier today and, and was was not going to talk about it on today's show, but it was totally relevant to what I was just discussing. So thank you for that. Uh, to the phone lines we go. Glass Doctor of Elkhart in St. Joseph County. Phone line is 574-2595-953. That is 2595953. Oh, the National Pulse is one of the news sources. That is a part of my news aggregator at the US every day, too, by the way. Uh, Bill, welcome to the program. Hello, how you
1: doing? I'm doing well. What's up? So, you made
0: reference to a gentleman that was in Guantanamo
1: that's now a commanding role, Yeah. Over here. I yeah. have uh, a friend of mine who was in uh, he worked at, at Gitmo from 2012 through 2013 mm-hmm. uh, as a as a, basically a jailer down there and uh, you know the their religion doesn't doesn't allow for any uh, homosexuality whatsoever it's functional by death I believe um, but down there they had a, uh, I guess, a reprieve from their religion on Mondays, and they had man love Mondays in, the, in there. And he said it was like, an, pretty much everybody participated. If didn't participate, it was it was definitely well known. Mm. And either either way, it's a violation of their their uh, religious beliefs. Being in Guantanamo, I'm sure there's some type of video. That could be pulled and, you know, maybe just shared on the Internet. And you know, so, I'm sure the more <laughs> radical ones would then take care
0: of that problem at the top. Uh-huh. Right? So because it's punishable by death, and it is in radical Islam, they throw gay people off of buildings. ISIS was famous for this. Um, you find a video of this Taliban commander that was released from Gitmo. You, you circulate that video in Afghanistan, exposing him participating in this behavior if he did. And that would solve the problem in and of itself possibly a- allegedly right? if this yeah allegedly yeah. if this happened so interesting okay yeah. just
1: just a thought okay I mean, it doesn't fix a problem but
0: no no it does it doesn't I, but dead terrorists I mean, are good terrorists
1: one bite at a time yeah yeah so just okay uh, sure interesting
0: interesting suggestion all right man i appreciate it you take care uh very interesting suggestion yeah, I, look, and, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, I mean, they, you know, they do all sorts of things to try and harass American troops over there in Afghanistan and the areas that are not friendly uh, to American troops. And various forms of uh, assault on animals and, and people and things like that happen because American troops were not allowed to intervene. Um, so... I don't have any direct knowledge of this type of behavior at Gitmo, but I suppose theoretically it is possible. There is certainly um, a reference to that in our prison system, and people who are not typically of that that lifestyle uh, all of a sudden decide to engage in that lifestyle because they don't have access to anything else. So I, I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it's possible. Uh, would that get this commander killed by the Taliban? Good question. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't solve the broader problem. Like he said. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. You know, it changed the fact that this individual is uh, still the one that you know was in charge of taking over Kabul, and we let him go. In exchange for a traitor, it doesn't change that. But maybe it stains the reputation of the Taliban just a little bit. Perhaps I don't know. It's a good question. Good question. Got more coming up. News ninety five three, Michiana's news channel. And hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in, News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got to talk about Hunter Biden. I know. You're like, wow, Hunter Biden's still a story. I know it is. Well, this is what happens when you don't retain the Senate and you don't pick up the House of Representatives, though you came close, you lose those committees, and those committees don't investigate anything anymore. And we know that the FBI is not investigating Hunter Biden. They have been offered all of the physical evidence against him, and they have refused to take it. So yesterday, I told you that Facebook suspended a news outlet for reporting on the latest Hunter Biden story. Now, this is not this is not new. They did this to the New York Post on Hunter Biden, and the New York Post story was 100% confirmed. And yet Facebook was taking down all of these articles on it way back before the election. So here is the article. In the midst of the most recent Hunter Biden scandal, Facebook has removed some posts about the story and temporarily suspended a news outlet for reporting on it. Now, for those of you who don't know what the news scandal is, Hunter Biden recorded himself engaging in physical relations with a prostitute in Las Vegas, which is a crime. It is illegal to do. And they kept the camera rolling with a private conversation afterwards. Well, in that private conversation afterwards, Hunter Biden lets everybody know, as he's talking to this prostitute, that Russian agents stole another laptop of his, and they were going to use it to blackmail his dad. That seems kind of relevant, don't you think? So we've got numerous examples of Hunter Biden engaging with foreign intelligence officers. We've got them you know having uh, information on him that they can use against his dad, use against him and his dad you know obviously would likely capitulate to that sort of thing. And, and we have seen as a result, I'm not saying this is this is directly correlated, but we've seen you know as Biden has, has been uh, in the White House, that he has done many very pro-Russian things since then. And Burisma Holdings, which is where Hunter Biden used to be on the board, and that scandal with Burisma, they're benefiting from the uh, the Russian pipeline. So there's a lot of very interesting connections here. Well, this is, there's video. This is a real story. This isn't somebody, you know, having unconfirmed information. There, this happened. <laughs> it's not up for debate. It's not up for dispute. Yet Facebook is still suspending news outlets and deleting posts who comment on this news story. Facebook had initially prevented the spread of a bombshell expose written about Hunter during the 2020 election. It was that expose that disclosed what happened to Hunter's previously missing laptop and raised questions about Biden's business dealings. Social media platforms began to delete mentions of the story and shut down accounts that reported on it, including the New York Post. Biden was caught on video with an alleged prostitute in a video published by the British newspaper Daily Mail uh, describing how Russian drug traffickers may be blackmailing him over a stolen laptop. The video then shows Hunter allegedly um, it, it possibly incriminating video of him doing crazy things that were on the laptop, uh, but it didn't show any any actual nudity. It was blurred out. The Daily Mail did their job. But the other this is the other aspect that people are missing about this story, It is a crime to engage in prostitution in Clark County, Nevada. And Hunter Biden is on this camera engaging in prostitution. Well, he has purchased a prostitute, leased a prostitute. Um, That's a crime. Nobody wants to say anything about that. It's illegal. Anyway, Facebook took down the Western Journal's coverage of the controversy from its platform on Thursday amid all action. Amidst all the action, the Western Journal also was barred from streaming on the platform for the next 30 days. Okay, so I told you about that yesterday. Today, FBI knew of Hunter Biden's missing laptop as early as December of 2019. Oh, boy. The FBI knew as early as December 2019 that Hunter Biden believed Russians had stolen his laptop which he believed made him vulnerable to blackmail because of compromising evidence on the laptop combined with his father's presidential ambitions. Now, in the video, keep in mind, this is the second laptop. This is not the laptop with all of the other information that we already know about. This is all different laptop. Keep in mind, in that video where he's talking with the prostitute in Las Vegas, friendly reminder, it's crime. As he's talking to her, he was saying, my dad's going to run for president. He is, he is, he is. And he was worried that this could be used to blackmail him and his dad. Well, the FBI knew this in December of 2019. And of course, once again, we've got another Hunter Biden scandal. Where Biden could be compromised that the FBI didn't do much about. And was hidden from the general public. When the New York Post went public in October of 2020 with videos, text messages and emails from an abandoned MacBook laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. Joe Biden told Americans the laptop was a Russian hoax, and the news media ran with it. It wasn't a Russian hoax. It was a legitimate story. It was his laptop. There is still information on that laptop that Rudy Giuliani has that he has been trying to hand over to the FBI, and they are refusing to look at. Let's see. Now, Brian De La Roca, an attorney representing John Paul Mac Isaac, has said that the video of Hunter Biden telling a prostitute he thought Russians had stolen a second laptop, leaving him susceptible to blackmail, was definitely on the hard drive of the Biden MacBook abandoned at Isaac's shop, uh, later seized by the FBI. So that's interesting. So they think that this was on the other laptop, too. So we got two laptops. But the latest laptop video was also on the original laptop, so the FBI knew about it in 2019. And the FBI didn't do anything to let the public know that Joe Biden might very well be susceptible to blackmail. This new revelation establishes that since December 19th, the FBI had knowledge that the second laptop had been stolen from Hunter Biden and that the laptop contained material making the Biden family a national security risk and subject to Russian influence. Now, here's the thing. Does that automatically disqualify Joe Biden to run for president? No but it is something that should be dealt with and the public should have some kind of a say in Joe Biden surely received briefings on these risks well before his October 20, uh October 2020 denial of the authenticity of the laptop. So the question is, did the FBI fail to provide Biden a truthful briefing on this Intel or did Biden fail to level with the voters? So there's really two options. If the FBI knew about this in December of 2019, Biden would, would have been getting briefings on this from the FBI. But in October of 2020, okay, nearly a year later, he denied the laptop was real. He denied anything on the laptop was real. It was a Russian hoax. That's what he told everybody. And the news media ran with that narrative without any evidence whatsoever, right? CNN and MSNBC and the rest of you, they ran with that narrative that it was a Russian hoax for weeks and months. Only it wasn't a Russian hoax. And they did that without any evidence that it was a Russian hoax. And what we're now finding out is either the FBI did not tell Joe Biden that this laptop was stolen with this information on it that could compromise him, which I don't believe for a second. Or Joe Biden lied to everybody in October 2020 when he told everybody that the laptop that belonged to his son was a Russian hoax when he had already been briefed by the FBI who had known about it for nearly a year that it was real. That becomes the question. And then, of course, there's the the other aspect of blackmail and all of the very unique executive branch appointments of pro-Russia personnel in the Biden administration. And there's a lot of people there that had business dealings with oligarchs in Russia, um, had ties with Russia, some very close inner circles with Putin and all of a sudden, you got all these pro-Russia policies coming out of the Biden administration. Who knows? No more coming up, 95.3 MNC. Well, I just got an update on my Washington, D.C. trip at the end of September. And again, we're going to be there for, their, uh, for the FAIR conference, which is hold their feet to the fire by FAIR. Um, I'm going to be broadcasting live in D.C. for a couple of days on Radio Row at the end the, uh, end of September, and the problem is, and this is what we've been kind of worried about, is some of the stuff that's been happening in Washington, D.C., some of the stuff that's been happening with airline mandates and that sort of thing, and they have a mask mandate in D.C. for all indoor activities. Well, those indoor activities would be us broadcasting our radio shows and interviewing people in masks. Uh, this is <laughs> likely not going to be very popular. So I got an email just today, and they have now moved Radio Row from inside the hotel conference area where we usually do Radio Row. And I will now be broadcasting to all of you at the end of September from Washington, D.C. on a rooftop terrace. How fancy! How fancy! With a beautiful view of this city. So I will be outdoors where I don't have to wear a mask. I'll be outdoors on a rooftop terrace with a full view of Washington, D.C. Um, I am planning on live streaming this, but we'll see. Okay? I'm planning on having two cameras, one on me, one on the guest, and the view of the city. So we'll see if that still remains a possibility when I get there, but I'm planning on doing it at the end of September. So... This is pretty cool, uh, and at least they're they're doing what they can. Now, for those of you who don't know, I mean, this is basically an immigration thing, and um, there are tons of law enforcement that are there, tons. Uh, last time I was in Washington, D.C., I may or may not have gone on a bar-hopping bender with several sheriffs. <laughs> may or may not. It's a fun time, so... Things will be a little interesting when I broadcast from D.C. this year. I know that some of you are kind of interested in that, and you maybe you missed the last one that we did, but it's fun. There's a lot of great guests that we're going to be having on the show, and it's it's uh, it's always going to be a blast. Plus, I, I really do. I mean, in spite of the politics, Washington D.C. is a beautiful place, so it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. All right, uh, don't forget Daily Show prep. Daily Show prep is at theburningtruth.us. And you have to go to the daily, you have to go to the burning US. You have to sign up for the newsletter, which is totally free. Somebody asked me the other day if it costs anything. No, it does not. It's purely uh, a way for me to capture your email just in case I get kicked off of a social media platform or I have a special event coming up. I can go ahead and send out a newsletter and let you know what's going on. Uh, the daily show prep will be delivered to you several times a week. Um, I, I will guarantee you, you know, two to three uh, or your money back. And since it doesn't cost anything, you don't get to complain. But generally speaking, you get four or five of them. And you get the podcast, get all that other stuff. And I'll probably send out the the article that I wrote about the Notre Dame professor blaming Indiana for Chicago's gun crime, which is debunked myth. I'll probably send that out with today's newsletter as well. But it's totally free. TheBurningTruth.us. Just sign up for the free newsletter, and that will give you access to the daily show prep. If you are signed up for the newsletter and you still can't access the daily show prep, it's probably because you're clearing out all of your cookies and it needs a cookie to track who you are so you can actually get into the post.